Hello, folks. This is... Nope, we're going to start again. So I was going to say my name, and it was weird. <laughs> All right. Do I, did you say your name first and then say your I mean, it, I usually say the nerdy bunch first and then say my All name. Right. But again, there's no right way. As long as you just say the things. How you say it's up to you. Okay, sounds good. Hello, folks. This is a nerdy bunch podcast. Nope. You can do it. The pressure <laughs> is on. Yeah. See, this is why I love this. It's so hard now. In my head, it was like it made complete sense. And I said it out loud. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. And hello, folks. This is the Back to the Future podcast presented by the Nerdy Bunch. Uh, I'm your host, Raven, this week, and I'm here with my co-host, English Dave. What's up, what's up? up? And I also have my other co-host, Rocket Mike. Hello! How's it going? (laughs) You sound like the movie phone guy. How's it going, the guys? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get over Pacino. So this week, uh, we decided to do The Devil's Advocate in light of... Well, I guess not light. I don't really know. It's not really a light film. But uh, we got Hellboy coming out next week. So we kind of wanted to incorporate a movie with themes of hell and the devil. And uh, I came up with The Devil's Advocate because I saw this movie when I was younger. It was pretty crazy then. But there's a lot of things that my young brain just couldn't fathom. Uh, So I wanted to revisit the movie. And uh, wow. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. And uh, with that... Mark and Mike, what is your uh, first experience with this film? Had you seen it before? Can't remember when the first time that I saw this. I think it was after I went to film school, and it was one of those, of course, that always escapes. Never seemed that interested, you know, like, but I'm surprised. It was like, okay, Keanu Reeves probably wasn't, you know, anyone's favorite at the time. But then it's like Pacino playing the devil. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But... Yeah, it, it just never caught my attention. And then finally, I think it was maybe seven, eight years ago, I finally saw it. Didn't remember it. Seeing it again now, uh, completely forgot about the ending. Couldn't figure out <laughs> where this was going, wh- how all this is going to add up. It could end with him winning. It could, but I, you know, I, I, I didn't see him, you know, was it putting it that way. I don't know. It's it's okay to yeah. say spoilers now at this point. If you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only been 22 years. Yeah. And like, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> Every podcast it. is a spoiler. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So you got to admit. Yeah. So I didn't expect, you know, him shooting himself in the head at the end. And then even bigger twist, devil coming back and still trying to go after him uh, through vanity, which is saying yes. that you're a star. Everyone's going to know this. You're going to be the biggest celebrity ex-lawyer there's ever seen 60 minutes and then he finally does okay yeah give me a call it's like I still got him always yeah. gonna get him throughout this it's yeah like, it's like wow. trial and error and it kind of made me a little I don't know it was more satisfying seeing the devil come back and acting like oh this can go all over again I'm just gonna do it a different way and I'm gonna keep going over and over because this is mm-hmm. this. He, I have him he's mine and I will always prove that you know Vanity is a sin, and no one's ever in, no one's ever going to learn from it, especially him. Huh. Huh. Word. Uh, before I ask you, Dave, I'm going to actually tell you guys that don't know about this movie what it's about. Look at that. Boom. So the movie came out in 1997. 
uh, and the film is about an exceptionally adept Florida lawyer is offered a job in a high-end New York City law firm with a high-end boss, the biggest opportunity of his career to date, which is a vague mother effing description <laughs> but okay now on to you dave what's your experience with this film <laughs> yeah um this is one of those movies that you know kiana had his reign of films in the 90s and like you know you watch speed you you, you know and uh, actually fun fact he was offered to do speed 2 um instead of this but he dropped out of it because he didn't want to do two back-to-back action films he just come out of uh, i think chain reaction Remember that okay. movie? Yeah, so he did this instead. And he took a pay cut so that uh, Robert De Niro would get the pay that he asked for. Al Pacino? I mean, sorry, Al Pacino. I keep, mix, I keep doing racist. that. That's racist. Sure. <laughs> but this one of those movies that... All old actors I, are the same. I see what you're yeah, saying. Okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it's one of those movies that I knew I knew about and I'd watched after the fact, probably, probably at this point, 10 years ago or 15 years ago but like Mike I totally forgot many like elements of the film but as I was watching it things just started flashing back at me like you know when the guy gets killed and the, when he's jogging and then even the scene with Charlize in the church you know like certain like really powerful visuals came back flooding to me and I think I never watched it on TV so I didn't my original first viewing of it had was fully uncensored so a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the visuals struck at me that came back to me and I was like, oh snap. But I think this is the first time I really paid attention to the through line of the narrative, especially like with the side characters, like Shadi's, her character, her arc, mm-hmm. and what she goes what through. Like, damn. <laughs> like, Ooh, that poor lady. Like, she she sold it to me. I think <laughs> she did a first. poor Southern gal. Like, oh. wow. And, and like, just like, when she's realizing like things like, this is our fault, we did this. You know, oh, the I acceptance know. of knowing that it's not, so it's not random. I'm being punished, you know, and and I, I love that narrative, her narrative. But yeah, watching it again really made a huge difference because I think my connection to it before was one of the just throwaway movies and not not a movie that I really paid attention to, even though I'd seen it before. Yeah, same. Because I definitely saw it when I was younger on like cable or something like that. And then I think I saw it come out on Netflix, like maybe 10 years ago or something. And I was like, oh, check it out. And I remember being like, whoa, 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 then. But I, like you said, I remember all the images and all the imagery and some of the major scenes, but I never really paid attention to the story, I don't think, until this time around. Um, you know, it was mainly just like, because you feel you get the gist of it. You know, you watch yeah. it and you're like, all right, I get it. This guy's the devil. This guy wants to recruit this guy. You know, shit gets crazy. I mean, that's an old, that's, that's an old story, the whole temptation by the devil. You know, it's even, yeah, exactly. even the Jesus you know, was, even Jesus has a story who was temp- tempted by the devil. That That's exactly. a story we've seen. Yeah. Exactly. But this portrayal, I will say, uh, I, I kind of loved it. Um, so since we already kind of started talking about Charlize, what do you guys think? Charlize Theron as a uh, mayor. Hmm. I mean, good old Mary Ann. Wow. That, that obviously it proved why they needed a strong actress like her and, Mm. It, it, she went through so much you know she was probably the happiest person anyone's ever seen in film at the beginning of the movie she was living a good really? life she was so happy yeah. it was nice and sunshining you know she was work she was working hard but she was really working on sundays it. working on sundays <laughs> mom pointed she out like, nah, i work on sundays that was my trick to get out of church i was so happy when i was legal age to work <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was, and then going into 
the temptation of all this money and this wonderful apartment in New York with a beautiful view. And it's like, yeah, of course. How can you say no to that? And then I was like going through the stages like, okay, yeah, she's being left alone a lot. Is this an overreaction? But she's also in this big, giant house that she's never been in before. And all she has to do is hang out with these crazy ladies that live across the hall from her and just picking out clothing and, you know, decorating. It's like this, she's been she was a workhorse like him. And now she's going back into kind of being a housewife. And it's depressing. And it these ladies are fucking weird. Their faces are fucking shifting and. She understands <laughs> something's going on. Maybe she gets slipped drugs every day. Either way, this isn't right. <laughs> and then, of course, she is starting, like, actual things are starting to happen to her now, and no one's believing her. And then just how she ended it was uh, also the other thing I completely forgot. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll just go with, like, a slight uh, wrist cut or something, which is still, like, I, you know, feel that. They're like, no, going straight for the jugular. Just you're, you yep. have to look at me in the face as this happens. It's like, oh fuck, that yeah. was some. That was heavy duty, Doc. I mean, because I couldn't remember what happened to her. I think I tuned it out of my memory. Yeah, I mean, for I think fair, that I was like, nah, she don't die for a reason. Because like watching it again, I was like, what? And I had a moment of like, what does happen to Marianne Lomax? I yeah, don't remember. Yeah. And then as it's going on, I was like, oh shit, oh. Oh, that's how she went out? Because I feel like the last scene I remember of her in my head is her in the church with the comforter on. Huh. You know, when she drops it, I kind of like, I feel like in my head, that was the end of Marianne, and I don't remember anything else. <laughs> that moment? You know? Which when you declare yourself Might have been like my like defense mechanism, yeah. like protecting myself, because wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you said, Mike. Uh, Dave, what did you think? Marianne Lomax. Like you guys said, I thought her performance was fantastic. I didn't realize how how much we would see of her in the story. Like I didn't think she would yeah. have her own like fo- focused arc. And seeing her narrative through the story, like Mike said, you know, she's established this person who's a workhorse. She works hard, just as hard as he does. You know, and, and but also this is a life she's wanted. But she wants to work for it, which is a very big difference. She doesn't want to hand it to her. But that's just, she didn't want it like this. And that's always like, okay, you care what you wish for because it's not exactly how you'd, you'd think you'd get it. Because at first she's excited by it. You know, she loves the big house. She's like thinking about it. They were talking about having a baby. But when it comes to living in it, it's like, wait, no, it, it wasn't supposed to be like this. I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't think I would not see you and all this kind of stuff. And just seeing her trajectory and even the way they made us as the audience almost believe that maybe she's crazy, especially that church scene where she's like, he came and, and, and he raped me. But we're like, no, we saw him as well in the in the courthouse. Yeah, like, nah, bro. But he then, was in the courtroom. As soon as she just jumps up, like, he did this to me, and she throws the robe up. I was like, damn. Yeah, but then, and his yeah. immediate response is like, why would you, how could you do this to yourself? Why did you do exactly. this to yourself? Yeah, that's his exactly. response. Is how you did this to yourself. Yeah. Which is, how, why else wouldn't you believe that? I mean, it that? makes sense. Trying to tell me you're my boss fucked you? What? No, I, I completely understand his reaction. Because again, they're not, they, they're not established as good people quote unquote you know the very opening i love how the, it opens that when he notices that the guy is actually a perv and it's actually guilty yeah he he so. takes the moment but then ultimately he still is like no i'll win the case whatever it takes mm-hmm. and then at the bar she's the one that says we don't talk about cases so they, they're aware of what they're doing they're not um they're not you know perfect and pure themselves so when she starts freaking out you know like you understand why he doesn't start thinking believing her 
because it's like what, yeah, what, what he does. you know like this is this is the life we wanted you know this is part of it like you can't be complaining now because he's only seeing one side of it he's not obviously because he's been manipulated but i loved her arc can i tell you though i don't know if it's coincidence or whatever it is but that scene where she kills herself and he's like smashing against the door saying no 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 that's inception mm, true he's, she locks the door the window and he's trying to open the window and she's on the other side about to throw herself and she's like it's okay it'll be okay don't worry about it and yeah. he's like no no somebody and he's screaming screaming trying to open the door and then she True. throws herself out. I was like, oh shit, that's just like Inception. And in some ways, the movie is kind of like Inception, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that scene when he walks out into 57th Street and the whole street's empty. Yeah. Completely I was wondering empty. how they got that shot, that by the way. That was crazy. I was like, that cost either so that's much money shot. or... Right? Because I was going to say, the rest of the movie is shot in actual New York. They shot on 57th Street and it was shot like on a summer's day at like 4.30 a.m. So they really I did have it. I was gonna say it, it has to be like soon as the yeah. sun came up. Yeah, yeah, it was super. Early. Yeah, I was gonna say they probably had a permit for that one block yeah. and like green screen the rest for like five minutes. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, like, that's very possible and much more likely because to close down an entire avenue is not that's not gonna happen, you know. And especially no. then, you know, they could get, you can't do it today. No, <laughs> now. But that's well, that's what I also love in watching this. You're like, oh wow, like this is definitely the '90s because like that shit wouldn't fly now, or it would just cost like a billion dollars. I was gonna say, unless you got the money behind it, because I'm pretty sure that when they were filming <laughs> I Am Legend, when they were uh, they were filming that scene on the bridge, I'm pretty sure they closed the bridge for like a night just to film all that that was happening in I Am Legend. Uh, well, wow. I mean, I agree, but but I also say, Mike, when when did I Am Legend come out? Yeah, well, it was like 20... <laughs> 2001? 2007. Oh, was it? Probably. Yeah. 2007. Either way, it's over a decade old. <laughs> yeah. True. So that, like, now... Okay. We're, sh- we're showing age. We're all showing God age. damn it, I forgot I'm we're, old now. Oh, seven, 12 years. Like, you're, you're thinking of movies over a decade ago yeah. as if it was just the other day. Just the it other day. Now. Like, now... <laughs> This no, movie, no, this uh, Iron Legend is is creeping closer to being featured on Back to the Future. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so old. Uh, all right, Lizzie, to the next one. So, Keanu, how do how do we feel about Mr. Kevin Lomax? You know, I thought he, I thought he'd I'd be bored by his his character. And what's good about Keanu is I feel like because again we all agree he's not the best actor, but what he's good at is finding roles that suit his acting ability. Exactly. I think that's the genius that's the of Keanu. It's not about him being a good or bad actor. It's like you gotta you gotta stick within the area that you know yes. works for you. Like same as how some people are really really shitty singers. Yeah. But they pick good songs. <laughs> they just have you great know, that's be- all it They is. make sure they have songs with good beats. Good song, good beat. Yeah, so you, you know, don't pay that's attention. All you really need. So that's Keanu in this situation. And, and that's the thing with his character, like this, you know, because like he's supposed to be there's supposed to be a coldness to him. It's like he's because of the lawyer, the, the part of law he chooses to go down, there's supposed to be a cold nature to him. There's moments where uh, um, the devil is saying to him, you know, you have the skill and all that stuff. I knew that. But can you handle the pressure? Um, can you do whatever it takes? And can you sleep at night? And he's like, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he's, being, he's letting him know that you're going to deal with dirty things and you're going to get your hands dirty. But can you sleep in that? And he, you know, he, so Keanu has to play this kind of character who's slightly cold as well. And I think because of his, lack of acting that comes across as a character yeah. trait as opposed to bad acting you know so it's like mm-hmm. that coldness to him which i liked and you even see as the movie progresses 
he goes from wearing white suits and he has glasses on, but then as it progresses, he becomes more sleeker and the hair's more slicker. And then he takes the glasses yeah, and he's wearing he's black. Got mad oil in his hair, Joe. He tried it for the first time when he went up to the party. <laughs> I noticed that. I, like, I, can, mm-hmm. I, can, I can see I can see how he got hired for the Matrix after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. What was that, 99? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, which wasn't long after. So, I, I yeah, I think... I think People are going to think that we like love Keanu Reeves I know, on right? his podcast. I, know. I feel like we've done like half of his movies. <laughs> well, The Matrix is coming up. We're going to do that when John Wick comes up. I know, we're doing up. The Matrix. That's why I'm like, wow, people are going to think that. <laughs> and then John Wick the Keanu coming cost. out soon. It's like, right. yeah, of course. So, we yeah. do love Keanu Reeves. Why not? Yes. yes Bill and yeah. Ted? Fucking hell, come on. Yeah, we, yeah, we did Bill yeah. and Ted as well. We're secret. Okay, I'm, secret sure we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to do Speed soon. Well, we'll have a excuse oh, yeah, to do this. Oh, yeah, we have to. It's my girl. We'll say it's because of Sandra, but it's really because of Keanu. It's two of my people's. <laughs> yeah, uh, but either way. You know, I, I, thought he was, I thought he worked for this role. I think I can't, it's one of those things where I can't see another actor playing that role. I mean, it, yeah, it, it I really could work. Can't. Apparently, um, a fun fact, I wrote it down here. Uh, Brad Pitt was approached for the role uh, at first. Initially, he was the re- initial person, but they couldn't find anyone to play the devil. So then that fell apart. Because Robert De Niro, he kind of, he, de- he, denied, he uh, denied it three times. He was like, I don't want it. Because he thought some elements were, were were working, I think, but De Niro they worked in it further. Because I can, I keep I, saying I can never tell with you. De Niro. Yeah. I keep, I'm keep like, who saying is De Niro? the same <laughs> thing. I am so sorry, Pacino. I See, keep being like, wow, is he a producer on this Pacino project? Pacino denied it. <laughs> yes, Pacino. Yes, Pacino declined the role three times, uh, and I think at this point it was supposed to be Brad Pitt. But then, which it would have made the movie feel more like Seven. It was Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been a whole different film if we didn't have Devil Pacino. I could see why why they would offer Brad Pitt at that time as well, because part of the character, I love the scene where <laughs> Milton's saying to him, your issue is that you look too good. You wear it on you. You're too obvious. You know, you got to be less obvious like me. And he tells that whole story about having sex with a woman and she looks back at him and is like, how the hell did he get me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's I, like, he's like, she turns and looks back. Just me. Not the children. Not <laughs> me just fucked it. Little old me. I'm just like, oh my god, but he's perfect for it. Like he is a short dude. Like I love it. And that's why I think Lomax would have worked for Brad Pitt as well. But I, I liked it as as Keanu. I think Keanu did a great job. I thought this was one of his best roles because you just see a lot more range from him, especially when we're going back with that scene uh, of his wife. You know, Charlize Theron killing herself right in front of him, and he's trying to bash down this door. And then when she finally is gone, it just you know. I've never seen such anguish in his face. You don't yeah. see Keanu Reeves mm. go through hardships much, you know, like, you know, really. Uh, no. I've never seen Keanu silent unless scream. Unless his dog dies. Yeah, but true, then... But even that, he didn't give as much as an emotional <laughs> range to the dog you know? in John Wick. He's, he's meant not to have emotions in those kind of movies when you're already an assassin, mm. but he's just, you know, a nice lawyer who comes from a, you know... A, church raised home good old Gainesville Florida and everyone's super happy they love being there and then oh going up to fancy New York getting paid lots of money and of course he's gonna go for it but it's to see that range too to go hit from you know like kind of a not so much a nice guy because he's still saving guys that are clearly guilty uh, but then just going through the stage of accepting that all this is happening to him and it, and his wife's going crazy and he's still being pushed and he still chooses his career over his family and then paying the ultimate price and then coming all the way around full circle and says, 
Yeah, you're right. I do have free will. I could have chosen anything, and I choose not to give you what you want. It's still all about me, really. Uh, but also for the greater good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's he goes through so much, and I, I don't know if we'll ever ever see that, but it's it's good to know that he's at least got one under his belt, at least that I've seen. Where it's <laughs> like, oh, you are an actor after all. This is great. So, we can put aside some of them, you know, Keanu Reeves school yeah. of acting jokes aside for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I felt like, you know, I've seen most of Keanu Reeves movies. This is one of my favorite roles of his i think that he really played it well in terms of acting like i felt it when marianne you know killed herself i really like i've never seen keanu in that way you know where it was like we got to see him being vulnerable he was scream crying like yeah in a believable way that didn't make me laugh do you know how many times i laugh at ugly cries in movies it's one of my favorite things and it wasn't ugly it was understandable he had actual anguish he showed actual guilt yeah. You know, like in the in the scene where the fucking creepy molester guy in the beginning is kind of like fingering the table when he walked, when he stormed out of office, I truly did feel the disgust, you know, even though oh, his so disgust disgusting. didn't matter because he defended him anyway. But I did feel like Keanu did a good job of portraying the role of even though he has a conscience, he feels these things. He just chooses to be a dick anyway, which is the moral of the story. So I feel like in terms of acting. In my opinion, it's one of his best roles, other than maybe Hardball. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Mike watch Hardball eventually. It's happening. Eventually. Um, <laughs> it's funny you bring up that scene, the opening scene when he goes to the bottom. Because like thinking about it in retrospect, I love that scene because, again, I think Keanu does a great job in this movie with the dramatic moments. It's some of the subtler moments where his monotone voice seems very... He's, he's kind of got that monotoneness to his voice in the subtle scenes that show that he hasn't he's not that great of an actor but i think in the dramatic stuff where he has to be heightened it works a lot stronger but i love the switch when he like you said when he goes from that disgust to the journalist who we later find out is actually the devil the journalist is one that pushes him because he's like oh it's okay you don't have to win everything you know he had a great run and it's that conversation that's like fuck you i don't care puts the ring back on and it's like that's it i'm gonna win this case and so like True. the devil's constantly manipulating and you know even though mm -hmm. it, it people he pushes free will. I love the counter argument when Keanu's like, this is entrapment. Like you, you set me up, you put me, yeah, pushed exactly. me down the path. Yes, I had free will, but you disguised it by pushing me yeah. and nudging Just me. Let you know, him in certain like, directions easily. Yes, yes. Which and it is in a lot of ways. It's like, come on, dude, who would turn that down? Yeah, exactly. You know, but at the same time, he has a point because I would have went home to my wife when she was sick. You know, that's, yeah. that's my whole thing is like, granted, I get it, but you should have went home. Yeah. You know, no job should matter he's like, that much. He's like, can't lose a case. And it's like, you ended up caring more about your case and your status and your structure at your job than you cared about taking care of what was at home. And the whole reason why you started this journey or came to New York at all was to be able to give your wife children and have a family. And you completely forgot about that because you want to prove or you want to basically make this guy you look innocent. You know, it's, you don't want to tarnish your record. But but I think that's what the movie does a good job of. It's a good it does a good job of showing perspective, whether you agree whether you agree or not. It's a good job. Because, it does because you kind of agree with everybody. Yeah, because exactly. I do, I do understand his decision where he says I don't want to resent her. Exactly, and exactly. I get that. And again, I, I think, fully get that. I think for me, it also sets up where they were both the same when they both started, right? Like in terms of we don't want kids right now. We have eventually, but we want to kind of get success in our career and stuff like that. Like she doesn't want to be like 
just a, a homely person living in the countryside. She wants to be in the city as well. You know, she wants to have mm-hmm. that city life. It's just the problem was how she got it was, wasn't the way she wanted it, but she wanted that fast life in New York, things like that. So from his perspective, cause he doesn't see all the craziness. He's thinking you were in this with me. Like what, what is wrong with you? And he said like, but then it shows to how the devil manipulated it, where he kind mm-hmm. of shielded each person from seeing what the other person saw. So like True. every person is thinking the other person is crazy or the other person isn't like seeing it. Kind of manipulating things to yeah. make sure that everyone didn't really see each other's perspective. Even the mom, when you find the revelation at the end, what she did, that she was involved. I was like, <laughs> But then you understand why she hides it because she was also manipulating and she realized this guy is evil and I want to hide my son away from this. I can't, you know, like, I love when you see that reveal because it's really about a mother who slept with the devil, had a son with him and tried to hide from him. Yeah. In her teens. And then that's why she becomes super religious because she's aware, she knows the devil exists. So I need, I need to kind of go to the opposite thing, you know, and yeah. get super and into it. And it makes a lot more sense because you understand her character way more yes. in the end where you're like, uh, yeah, I'd probably be hugging a Bible too for the rest of my life. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if I literally had the devil's kid, like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be, be in church. And it becomes, a story, later. it becomes a story about the Antichrist about bringing up yeah. out the, like the movie gets so big I was like whoa <laughs> like wow yeah it goes from this little like okay why do we even care about this lawyer to like oh shit this matters like <laughs> but, it, but it makes sense you know and it, I love the I love the perspective of there are devils amongst us what kind of thing would they do they hmm. would probably be involved in law hmm. you know what I'm saying it makes complete sense that you know, the devil would be operating through the law. Like, that makes so much sense, you know? Because they can touch everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, getting on that, let's talk about Al Pacino. You mean Robert Nero? <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Um, yeah, he was amazing. I mean, I feel like it almost goes without saying, as soon as you mention Al Pacino, you already know you're getting a good performance. But, wow. Yeah. Just ex- as explosive like, as ever, really. Yeah, I'm like, granted, you know, this movie might be over the top, but y'all could have nominated him for something. The best monologuing ever. Like, ever? Like, like he's <laughs> killing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he had me convinced the devil had a good, you know, plight in the world. I was like, yeah, all right, I get it, bro. He is a humanist. You're right. Was it me, or was it just me saying they all projecting, or was there like a Trumpness to him? Super Trumpness <laughs> to him. Even the way he's dressed. His clothes and yeah, and that's the thing too. I think watching this movie in hindsight is like it's same as how we watched. Uh, what was the other movie last week? Trading Places, which is very great. Yeah, same as how we watched Trading Places last week. It's very similar in the sense where, you know, where you can totally see how, uh, sadly, it's more relevant to now than it ever was. You know, and I feel like this movie almost explains why shit is the way it is mm. on the law side you know and and it's sad but it is true you know and this happens to so many other lawyers i'm sure that start in some small town whatever you know you defend enough bad guys you kind of become one of them Hmm. you know and and you do wonder where your moral compass stands because this is your job Hmm. you know but where is where's the cutoff you know where do you go from it just being a job to like that just actually being you and um i loved al pacino as boss man devil Hmm. because i felt like he I felt like he played a good job of being so charming to where you completely understand how anybody could kind of fall for, mm. you know, doing a deal with the devil without knowing it. Mm. What did you think, Dave? No, I, I think he did. A, I agree. I think he did a great job of 
like he he's that character that initially you're like this guy's clearly the devil to be charming enough to be like no way he's not such a bad person to be to then show you things like nobody's the devil <laughs> you know like yeah. you go through these emotions and i think rather than sticking to one you go through the roller coaster of emotions towards him little things like you know when he says that speech of like i blend in the background he only takes the subway i'm with the i'm with the people you know you're like yeah this is a nice guy and you're like no actually oh, he's only with the people to learn how to manipulate them you know like yeah, that, exactly. that scene where with the other guy the, with the spanish guy where he tells him about his wife or his girlfriend cheating on him you know like again all he does is tell him the truth but he's telling him a selective truth knowing what's going to happen and just that, yeah. that that manipulation just used constantly. I, I loved how he said they're smoking crack right now. How was I dare <laughs> smoking yeah. the crack right now? And she likes it on your bed. Oh, I, I like, know. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. I was like, damn, bro. She's cracked up, taking it up the butt for the. <laughs> like, damn, that's ah. I can't imagine like. Because I feel like even if he is lying, that's such like a, a specific comeback that I don't know how I would react to that. If oh, yeah. Like, I know your sheets, dude. I know where you're at. <laughs> he said give your you green the, sheets. Give you everything but like, the address. Damn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow. That was, that was fucked up. I was like, damn. But I feel like in little things like that, that was when the audience kind of had subtle hints of, you know, oh, wait a minute you know this is more than just some evil guy even though the movie's called the devil's advocate it's like you're still trying to figure out you know how exactly he functions you know like is he kind of a devil is he a hypothetical devil like devil wears prada you know and that's no, what i loved no. that's what i loved about the movie that literally it doesn't take long to really just say no he is the devil this isn't a subtle nod where you end the film thinking oh it's ambiguous is he or wasn't he you know i think many movies would have taken that path where it never quite confirms, but it's just a wink and a nod. Where this movie is like, no, we see we see the flaming yeah. things in the background. We see him literally transform. We see demons. And again, even those the stuff when Charlize Theron's character sees the demons. At first, you're made to think she's seeing things, either because, like you said, maybe something's put in her drinks or whatever. Either way, she is seeing it. However, you find out later, no, actually, these are actually demons. <laughs> you know, the, the, these women are actually demons with their. Do you like my boobs? Can you tell that they're real? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was like, you paid for those? <laughs> I, know. I was like, there must have been some issues with casting. <laughs> like, Do you like and them? she's like, not too big, not too small. I was like, eh. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you're no, asking. This is the, the Raven. Raven, this is the New York that would become the New York in um, uh, uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, because it's the, the perfect woman. <laughs> Apparently in the 90s, uh, big titties were bad. Evil big titties. Evil. Uh, <laughs> She's like, they're perfect. I think I think any other actor as the devil wouldn't have worked. I think Al Pacino just has just the right amount of just scene-chewingness mm. that it could have just gone completely flat and just ridiculously yeah, and corny, could, but it just works. Because like, I feel like he had like... Yeah. 40 lion monologues with no interruptions in that movie <laughs> and if it was anyone else you know i would be like oh my god this guy is still talking you know i'd be like bro you're killing yeah. me because you know it's like and i normally hate like just like spewed exposition and just like someone just regurgitating the plot but he killed it i felt like every single scene where he had a chance to monologue i'm like yeah you go for it now talk all day but then just, you let it out just have this be the movie that's fine 
Exactly. Just let it out. I could watch yeah. an hour of this, which we basically did. I feel like the movie was two and a half hours because it was like a solid hour spent just on Al Pacino's monologues. But I was like, it's okay. I'll take it. I'll accept it. You know, because he, he did do a great job. He killed it. Um, yeah. So I think in terms of actors, that's it. Unless you guys care about any of the side actors, the mom killed it, which you kind of already spoke about. Um, you know. Yeah good old uh what was his name bazoon which i just love as a last name yeah i know i think every other character kind of did yeah, what they, they needed just to do served, served and, his yeah purpose. i think they served their purpose there's no one that was actually bad but not exceptionally but I also good think it's just that like everybody's they, i believe on on camera like depending on the actor i felt like they kind of one-upped each other you know like keanu being in a scene with pacino forced him to kind of hmm. up his game you know same as his scenes with charlize i feel like because hmm. they're such strong actors in the scenes that Keanu was mm. in with them are some of his best work ever, you know, possibly. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's mm. about uh, directing Taylor Hackford, which isn't known for as many movies as I thought he would be. But I don't know, man. This no. movie wasn't received, like it was received okay, I feel like, you know, but it definitely was a sleeper hit. He also, he also directed Ray, so there we go. That matters. D- Ray? Directed what? With Jamie Foxx? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, I mean, I Jamie won the Oscar for it. I don't know if he did, but it was a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think in terms of directing, Dave? I actually thought it was actually a pretty decent job. Um, the Like the court case scenes. And, you know, we get a lot of courtroom drama movies or movies with courtroom uh, elements. And, you know, I understood what was going on. I was really into it. Um, I think also with the cinematography and the set design, I think I'm going to lump this all together. Like the directing, cinematography, and set design, I think it was done really, mm-hmm. really well. I think some of the some of the scenes in 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 Al Pacino's office looked just fantastic, and the art pieces on the wall. You know, I think all that came together where you really like. It's just I love the idea that his apartment is just oh, one yeah. big. He doesn't need room. it for anything else. Yeah. Where's his bed? Yeah, like, where does he sleep? Who says he sleeps? Who says he sleeps. Doesn't need to. Where does he fuck? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like I, I I love the visual aesthetic of the yeah, film. The visual is amazing. You know, those are, and that's one one thing I was worried about. You know, movies that are set in the nineties kind of had like this old aesthetic to them. Like it's very nineties. And I remember seeing the trailer before watching the film, and the trailer was like an old school trailer. But watching the film, you know, with, with in, in like ten eighty, it it looks sharp. It's yeah. crisp. You know, there's, you could tell a, like it had amazing graphics for the time at least. For the time, yeah. It's very clean by by design, you know. It's you know you see it changing from when they're in Gainesville. It has a very set kind of cinematography to it. But as they come to New York, it becomes cleaner. The characters, their clothes become cleaner. So there's a visual style to it that you can see that it's 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 done with purpose. And I think I love I love what the directors, uh, the director and the cinematographer who did with this film. I thought it was really really well done. Like I mentioned earlier, those elements that reminded me yeah. of Inception. In the certain scenes in the city, you know, it's very clean and it had kind of Nolan vibe to it, yeah. you know, in a weird way. Um, the art pieces on the wall, I love the, all and, it's, the art and it becomes moving movie. pieces with people. I was gonna say, a random little fun fact uh, Milton, John Milton is actually the name of the writer in Paradise Lost, which is kind of yeah. awesome that well, they named the yes. devil after him. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I thought that, and then again, the visuals evoke mm. all that, you know, and especially in his office. I thought, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, that was great, Mike. What do you think? Uh, fun fact too. Uh, I think we were mentioning how Tom Milton, you know, the portrayal of him it seemed very Trump esque. It's funny because Donald Trump was mentioned in the movie, 
Yeah, I noticed that. They're like, oh, he, he was, was supposed, supposed to be, be at the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Donald then Trump was supposed to be at this party. What was it like? A, the scene after that, they filmed a scene in his apartment. Trump Tower. Trump yeah, Tower. That was in the hotel. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why oh. does this look <laughs> so fucking cheesy? Just up its own ass because obviously this guy's rich. I'm like, oh, that's right. It's filmed in Trump Tower. And it's his penthouse. I instantly was like, this is it's Trump's, Trump's penthouse. In yeah. There. Yeah. Which is why. Is it why also you see him in Home Alone 2? Because he oh, he's. <laughs> I don't know if he's a complete owner, but he has an ownership title for the Plaza Hotel. And anytime yeah. that you film something mm-hmm. in one of his establishments, you, you either need. You need to put him in the film. That's his fucking narcissistic ego talking putting it on contract you need to put him in the film whether he's physically there or name him and that's what they did with this too and it makes it just fits (laughs) right so well that it's in the devil's fucking advocate yep it's It's, so amazing i was like finally a good mention yeah (laughs) you know also fits perfectly um don king being the devil basically or good friend i was like wow don king would be in here Great. I was like, "Do you know what they're doing, Don? Like, they're really saying you're friends." Which with is devil, amazing. Right? Yeah, you like, you would be pounding it with the devil. Like, that's boom. There it is. You know, it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Raven Delroy Lindor. L- Delroy Lind- Oh yeah, dude. Uh, what the dad from Crooklyn? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, and and the dad from oh, Romeo yeah, Star. Yeah, he's always somebody as the, as the crazy, as the crazy uh, uh, voodoo crazy guy. goat killer. Yeah, which I, I realized though in hindsight, like now, I'm like, holy shit, the dude was probably sacrificing goats for the devil. Because you see, the neighbor says they do yeah. some crazy stuff in there. Don't go in there, you know. They do yeah. some crazy worship stuff, blah blah blah. It's not a holy place, and that never occurred yeah. to me the first time I saw the movie. That they're actually real. They're actually real. Yeah, witch that doctors they actually worship the devil, magic. and that's why yeah. he's it's defending actually, them. Yeah. That makes complete sense, yeah. you know? Because he was like, he's got $15 million in the bank. You wouldn't even expect it, that guy. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, but it makes sense because yeah. it's all these he's people like, that are dealing or doing deals with the devil. Well, it's established that I, the guy that ends up getting killed by the with the car, it's established that all the different departments are actually making money through illegal means like drug trafficking and arms thing, and dealing exactly. in different places. And... and so the root comes from evil places, and I love that. Even even Milton says, "How do you think he pays us in goat's yeah. blood?" Wow. And it's almost like, "Well, yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he literally pays in goat's blood." Because he, remember, he shot the guy. He's like, he's not going to speak anymore. And he puts the nails in the tongue, and the guy just keeps on coughing in court the whole time. And I was like, "Wow, dude, that didn't hit me till just wow. now." Yeah, just <laughs> wow. Look at that. Really. Huh. Yeah, that's why the guy was coughing huh. and caught the whole time, and he wouldn't, we, he couldn't give he a rebuttal speak every time. He nailed his tongue yeah. shut. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Wow. Which yeah. doctors work? That's a great movie. <laughs> Sometimes that movie's great. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Look at that. I've decided that. it's great. The analysis of this whole <laughs> podcast <laughs> is that you should get off your ass and watch this as soon as possible. <laughs> that movie's fucking great. Fucking great. Like, what? It makes yeah, so no. much sense now. You know like, funny? I still remember I... that scene and I saw him choking. And I even thought to myself, they probably did something to him, but I didn't even. Yeah. Just hammered some nails to a giant <laughs> I can't lie. Too. I had to watch it in two parts because it started getting sleepy and I dozed off for yeah. the second half of the film. But I guess I just didn't rewind close enough. You know, like when you pick it up, you just don't connect. But that makes sense. Because I think I paused it right after that scene. 
I did the same thing where I started it and then, because I'd ask my wife, because I always ask her, do you want to watch these films with me? When you watch the trailer, she's like, eh, it looks cheesy and corny. You can watch it by yourself. So I started by myself, but then I had to go to a screening, came back, continued watching it. This time she was back. And then she's watching it from halfway point. And then she's like, damn it, you got me into this show. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I had to pause it and explain to her what happened yeah, exactly. prior to I set up everything. I did the same exact thing. <laughs> I like watched half by myself, way back. <laughs> and I thought, I thought it was great. And the twist, man, that I think that's, you know, it was a great twist. But it's a twist that's so obvious. And I love a good twist that makes you reframe everything because it's like, oh, that's why he gets picked. That's why he's moving up in, in the ranks very quickly. That's why he's paying special attention. Because, you know, throughout the movie, you're like, okay, you must have met special people you hold, you know, throughout history as the devil. Why is he extra special? Why does he yeah, get all this like, stuff? Oh, that's your and he's son. like, oh, it's his son. And, oh, he wants you to have wow. a baby with your sister. Well, that's the thing. It's it's the the, 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 the stories. It's like there's two ways the Antichrist comes either through incest or through rape and and but through incest is the most powerful because two of the devil's offspring having offspring will make the ultimate i mean that makes sense though i was gonna say it's it's true though because incestuous uh acts are the way of the devil in a lot of ways so it made sense but it was still so like cringing no actually like ah you've been fantasizing about your sister this whole movie (laughs) that scene when they're having sex and it keeps flipping between his wife and this woman i thought that was was really well done so well i was like really really because even I didn't so, know who he was, was like, fucking. Eh, I was like, wow, oh, who's it going to be now when you turn it over? Okay. Okay. I gotta, I gotta Keep recording. Keep recording. Okay. Yeah, turn the on off. You gotta get feedback. <laughs> Ooh, there's some feedback. So, I think it's it's taking from the mic. Turn off the mic on your phone. It's all right. I got to sign it's off okay. for five minutes anyway. So I'm just going to yeah, do exactly. like favorite yeah, I think we'll, we should close and then I'll wrap it up. Or like all favorites, right. nitpicks, and then we'll wrap it up. You recording? Yep. Continue. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, what a, I thought the plot overall, the story writing, pretty crazy, pretty, pretty insane. Because I feel like every time that I kind of wanted to be like, this is over the top. It was kind of justified 10 seconds later. And I was just like, all right, I'll allow it. You know, and then the movie mm-hmm. ends, and you're like, I'll allow it. So I guess this is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mike, any uh, any uh, favorite scenes? Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to put just like favorites because they're all anything that seems interesting kind of seems wrong to like, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah <laughs> you know it was like that you know going uh that, that courtroom scene with you know the guy choking and then it's like oh shit maybe this stuff is real you know he's kind of uh defending a, a witch doctor that apparently has real power so okay this is justifying the fact that he's a devil too and then that whole meeting in the elevator um 
when he, when the mom knew kind of like who he was, but you don't know who he is yeah. really. So you just yeah. think, oh, she knows no. that he's a bad guy. I, I was actually more excited that she probably knew that he was the devil of some kind because she's such a religious person. So yeah, she just she... sensed it. Yeah, but yeah. she it seemed like she knew too much. Like, oh, I know who you are. I'm not just guessing that you're an evil guy. Mm. That's clear. But oh, I it's it's. They're playing this game. He's playing along as if he's never met her before. And she knows, but she can't say anything. And after learning that it's his dad later on, going back and looking back at that uh, scene, it's like, oh, shit. There was like a whole nother dialogue going on right there. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to hear you say it. It's crazy. Um, Dave, for you? Yeah. um, Yeah. I like Mike. I think that's that many kind of moments that just really stand out. And I think those are the moments that always stood out to me, like the church scene with Charlize Theron just throwing off her clothes or killing herself or um, just the courtroom scenes and just seeing... Again, again, I think they do a good job of making you understand why these characters are drawn and lured by the devil because he's seduced by it. And, and they did they kind of showed that very well. Um, I was reading about the writer when he... The writer of the novels, based on the novel, he thought it was good enough to make it into the film and he directly pitched it to Warner Brothers and he pitched it as a law firm in New York that represents only guilty people and never fails. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting yeah. pitch to the studio at the time. That That is an interesting way to yeah. pitch it. And then it became more going into the devil stuff. And in the original book doesn't have, he's not the devil's son. That was added in by the screenwriters. Okay. I thought so. Yeah, I agree. But also in the original book, it ends with... Uh him killing the devil Kevin Lomax killing the devil and then yeah. going to jail and staying in jail forever yeah instead of killing himself which I think is actually really dope I actually don't know which one I prefer I kind of prefer this one because I like again it, restarts, it, it, like that all your efforts were for nothing yeah and I like the idea the decision he makes like is like oh okay free will rather than do your deed and be your son I'm gonna kill myself because that's the least thing you're gonna expect mm-hmm. me to do yeah, and I, and I like that as a decision. I love the scene where the devil starts getting crazy and for a brief moment, he kind of goes back into his fallen mm-hmm. angel look. And I like that he looked like a young yeah, Keanu because it's supposed to be father and son. That I, thought, so crazy. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess overall thoughts or any nitpicks, Mike? Um, you know, you can get over the somewhat dated graphics and the fact that, yeah, Keanu Reeves, you got to just put aside your you know, notions of uh, his acting before all this, or even sometimes after it. Um, But you think back at all the movies that are similar to this, like uh, Constantine or, you know, The Matrix, it falls in the same line, but, man, he really pulls out a new range like you haven't seen before or still have yet to see. Um, And so I would definitely recommend this. You know, Charlize Theron and uh, Al Pacino, this is a really strong cast, and Though the story was kind of hmm. repetitive and seeing her go down this slippery slope, it's not always easy to watch, but it is a good watch. That's all I got to say. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it could have done with it being a bit shorter. It didn't need to be two hours and twenty minutes, and that that would be a nit, that's probably a nitpick I would say because it didn't need to be that long. But I enjoyed the movie regardless. I I thought it was a good film, and I would. It's something that I would recommend to somebody. Yeah, I think I agree. All the same. Um, I had nitpicks, which is just little things like probably the length of the film, like you said, you know, um, 
But overall, I thought it was a great film. I definitely still suggest it. I feel like it's still one of the few films of its kind. And I don't even know what that kind is, you know, but because of that, it's one of the only kind of movies like itself. So I think because of that, you know, it's a good watch, you know, in terms of Keanu, Charlize. I was entertained. It's a rare, you know, role for Charlize, I feel, too. Um, you get to see Charlize's boots, so that's yeah, great. Yeah, always about that's a super plus um so yeah i, I liked mm-hmm. it i loved it um glad you guys got to re-watch it because it's it's definitely one of those films that i really like but i couldn't remember why so i'm glad that uh we had to <laughs> come back and watch it for this <laughs> but uh, yeah i guess that's it so thank you guys thank you dave thank you and thank you rocking mike thank you raven all right and as always dave keep it nerdy guys peace <laughs>